Hey community, in today's episode, Matt sat down with artist and worship leader Paul Balash to talk about what to say in between songs during your worship services and how to get better at it. So if you're someone who doesn't know what to say or maybe you're not comfortable speaking, but you're more comfortable singing, this is a great interview full of practical tips. We hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. It's a beautiful day here, sunny Chicago, beautiful fall day. I'm here in our office downtown, and we have a great show today. I'm going to be talking with a good friend, an incredible worship leader, songwriter, Paul Balash. We're going to be talking about what to say in between songs. Worship leaders spend a lot of time planning their worship sets, picking the songs, but then it comes time to actually worship, and you've got those moments in between songs, and how do you know what to say? Should you say anything? What do you say? All, all that kind of thing. So we're going to talk about that in today's show, and I'm really looking forward to you hearing thoughts from Paul because he is a ninja at this, I feel like. So without further ado, here is Paul Balash. Paul. Hey, I'm... I'm actually posting this. Hey, Matt. Okay, cool. Well, while you're I'm posting, posting that, this, just maybe some folks will tune in. You know? That's awesome. So while you're posting that, I wanted to say too that for the people who are watching, if you guys have questions, uh, go ahead and type them into the comment box at Facebook or on YouTube. And if it's a good question, we might actually highlight the question and answer it live on the show. So it'll be a little curveball. Paul, good to see you. I. Hey, Matt. You too, I just love talking to you about these subjects because I feel like when I've seen you lead worship, I mean, I've seen you lead worship many times over the course of my life at different conferences and worship events. I feel like you are probably the best worship leader I've seen at doing this subject, what we're about to talk about here. And that is this whole idea of like, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but coaching and pastoring throughout a worship set not just pressing play and singing through a set list like a Spotify playlist, but actually pastoring and reading scripture or saying things that kind of, you know, tug on people's hearts to get people to maybe think differently or to sing a song differently than they have in the past. Or I just feel like you're so good at that. And this is an area that I think a lot of worship leaders panic in because Maybe they're trained vocally and they're trained how to like actually like perform, you know what I mean? Like actually play music. Yeah. But not many worship leaders get public speaking training and yeah. <laughs> maybe start to panic at that moment. So yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to you about this. My first question is, first of all, do you think it's even important for a worship leader to speak between songs in the worship set? Or is it better just to just sing, man? Don't say anything. Well, many senior pastors would say what you just said. And, you know, yeah. probably in the beginning, it's better to err on the side of not saying too much. Yeah. So at a minimum, you have to get comfortable with just being your most authentic self. Um, I don't have any notes here. I'm just going to, these are things that if it's not in my heart or in my experience, I don't want to talk about it. So if you're listening to this, I'm not giving you some kind of, theory or something I read in a book somewhere. This is, you know, 25 years at the same church and just ministering in a lot of, um, you know, an itinerant ministry around the world in different situations where you're trying to build a bridge as quickly as possible with the congregation. 
And maybe you know the congregation, if it's your local church, or it could be a complete group of strangers that you have 40 minutes to build a bridge where they trust you a little bit. And so oftentimes those first minutes, that first 30 seconds to a minute or two minutes, you know, that's a lot actually. But that can determine sort of your posture, your approach, the way you greet everyone can oftentimes determine the next 40 minutes or however long you have to lead. So not to freak you out, but just to make you aware that oftentimes that, that initial 30 seconds, I would say err on the side of just pray. This is going to take time and you're going to mess up. You're going to have times where afterwards you're going to go, oh, that was so stupid. Why did I say that? Oh, why did I talk so long? Oh. So that's just the way you build experience is by doing it incorrectly. Interesting. Um, but I would say if you're, you know, in the beginning, be your most authentic self. I used to pray this, I would say, so you can steal this prayer from me, okay? I would, right before I would open my mouth, I'd say, Lord, help me to be um, who you made me to be. Help me to, I pray that I wouldn't try to compensate to be somebody else or apologize for who I am and be overly sort of humble you know, but Lord, I just pray for the grace to be my exactly who I am, who I would be if someone knocked on my front door and I'd open the door. Hey, how you guys doing? Hi, good morning. That, however you would say that, well, yeah. how would you greet someone that knocks on your door um, that you have some relationship with, a friend or a neighbor? You know, probably yeah. wouldn't be like, hey, you know. So however you would do that, you could be, maybe you're a melancholy or you're a number five on the Enneagram and people are kind of a hassle, like in general to you. Or if you're a two or a three and you're just super sanguine, um, you know, you don't want to overdo it and feel like you have to be a game show host, you know, maybe you need to just like chill a little bit. So just find that relaxed confidence, just and write that down and pray, Lord, I pray for a relaxed confidence that your spirit is going to do, you're going to take what we've prepared and you're going to minister this morning. Yeah. It's not all on our shoulders. It's not up to us to bring down the presence of God. That's so much pressure. That's insane. So, it um, is. I mean, go ahead. You know, I mean, this it's past... a long answer. I'm trying to be thorough. No, it's though. perfect. So this okay. past weekend, I was invited to lead worship at a church as a guest. And yeah. Literally, maybe an hour before the service, the guy who invited me texted me and he said, hey, I forgot to just mention that at the beginning of the service, you're welcome to do a call to worship if you want. And I started thinking through, you know, we were, the first song in our set was Lion and the Lamb. And I started thinking through, like, what am I going to say? What, what, you know, what, what do I say? Is there a scripture I can read? Or, and honestly, I kind of just wimped out. And I didn't really do anything except for, you know, during the intro of Lion and the Lamb, which is that little arpeggiator thing. I was just like, hey, good morning, everybody. We're glad you're here. Let's stand up and worship together. And that's yeah. all I said. And I, looking back, I wonder if it was a missed opportunity or what, what do you say in those, you know, that little 30-second beginning part of a worship set? Well, if I'm leading worship at the same place week after week after week, I try to vary it a little bit so that people don't just, auto, there's this like auto-tune where they just kind of, oh, he's going to say this and he's going to say this. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think there needs to be sort of a virtual handshake, though, a virtual, at the minimum, what you did is perfect. 
So if someone is struggling, I would say even write down what Matt just said. Good morning. Let's stand together. Let's worship the Lord. Yeah. And let's let's sing our prayers. That's a that's a phrase I've somehow picked up over the years. Let, let's sing our prayers. Sort of reminds people, gives them context that we're not just singing words on a screen, but we're, we're singing from our hearts. Um, so I would say at a minimum what you did. Uh, I'm not a fan of, I remember years ago when I churched, they, I was away for a couple Sundays and I came back and they said, hey, Paul, while you were away, we got this cool thing called a countdown. And it, and it just counts yeah. down. And then as soon as it counts down, then, you know, you can just begin. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like a clock that counts backwards. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. And so that's fine. I was not being rebellious. I get it. I said, you know, essentially they were like wanting us to start on time. was yeah. the message, I think, to me. But because oftentimes, and I shared this with them later with humility to say, here's my struggle, guys. Of course, I want to start right on time. Oftentimes when I step up to the mic, I'm looking out at the people and they're talking to each other. I hear some laughter. Maybe somebody's praying for somebody. I see moms connecting with one another and like i feel like excuse me time to interrupt all your meaningful conversations for the program yeah right i I feel a little bit rude interrupting that so i sort of try to be gentle if all that's happening i might just say good morning hey great to see everyone let's find our seats let's begin to find our seats and let's prepare our hearts to worship the Lord and we begin to turn our conversation toward the Lord as we sing our prayers this morning. I look over at my keyboardist and he starts to tune. And then and then we're sitting to that first tune. That's good. Let's let's stand together. Let's lift our prayers. To yeah. Boom into that. That's just off yeah. the top of my head. But yeah. you're such a pro at that. When I got that text from that guy who said do a call to worship, I was thinking, oh, man, like that phrase sounds like I need to do some sort of like big like read a scripture yeah. or a, a prayer or like, but I think it is maybe just simple like that, like just calling people to worship. Like, hey, it's time. Like, let's gather and let's sing our prayers to God, like you said. Like I, I said, that. what if you had a big backyard barbecue at your house, church, with it? how would you speak to them? I would say, think about that. Um, hey, good morning. Great to see you guys. Can I get you anything? You know, that attitude of like, yeah. hey, do you mind? Let's stand together. And I'll even say that over the years, that has fallen out of my mouth. Let's say, hey, hey, do you mind? Let's uh, let's stand together. Hey, if, if you feel free to lift a hand to the Lord, let's just lift, maybe not at the beginning, but maybe after the third song, I'll say, if you feel free to lift a hand to the Lord, let's go ahead and just do that. And yeah. I don't know why I started saying that. I felt like sometimes it can be too commanding or too like, lift your hand, step on one foot, hop up and down now yeah. in Jesus' name. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I want to give some people who aren't there yet, uh, I want to convey some respect that, hey, if you feel free to, to, to lift a hand to the Lord, I keep using that because that's one in particular. I know that some folks, maybe it's their second time at the church, they've never done that before. Yeah. I don't want them to feel like, you have to do this to be part of our club, you know? So, so Paul. Um, but let me say quickly, Matt, that I would say out of a four-week um, schedule on a local church, maybe one or two of those weeks, I would come out and I'd say, good morning, church. Great to see you. Maybe I look at my keyboard person. He's playing that the, the first, he gets us in the key of the first song and say, let's stand together. And before we begin to worship the Lord, let's look at the scripture from Psalm 95 together. Let's look at that. 
and you kind of speak it with me. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Yeah. For the Lord our God is a great God, the great king above all gods. You know, I look, you know, look at the drummer. There's the click. Down. Amen. So let's keep that in mind. Let's, Lord, we come before you with music and song. Here we go. Praise, praise is rising. How did I know you were going to praise is rising? I was going to start singing. I don't know. Just <laughs> habit. <laughs> yep. So that's a great tip right there. Everybody who's watching this should use that for the beginning of your set this week. But what about in the middle of the set? You know, later on, like th three songs in. What are some things that you can say or do? Like, do you read scripture? Do you relate it to the sermon? Is there any other kind of tips you have for later on in the worship set? Yeah. Yeah. So let's back up. And I would say as you're, and this is for me. Now there's some people out there that might listen to what I'm saying and feel like, oh, we don't do any of that, Paul. We're just led by the Holy Spirit and we just go with the flow and all. Hey, that's good. But usually you probably have some experience already under your belt. I, I want to speak to folks in that, in those early days where you're still a little bit unsure, you're still working out that chord that E over G sharp chord shape, you know, that messes you up. Yeah. You know, you got a lot going on as a worship leader. You're, you're singing, you're probably playing instrument, maybe. Maybe you're not, if you're just leading on with a mic. But, um, but really, let's, let's remind ourselves that our, our goal is, well, to, to honor the Lord, to, to worship Him, but to make it easy for others to focus on Him, to help others worship. I would say write that down, just that phrase of help others worship, to remind you and your team that everything we're doing here, all these choices that, I, that I'm making that I'm going to suggest to you, it's all to serve the, the goal of helping others bring their worship to the Lord. So um, that's why, so let's back up earlier in the week as I'm prayerfully putting my set list together, I'm prayerfully forecasting that moment. I'm prayerfully... When I, when I get a few song possibilities going, I'm making my list, and I'm thinking, oh, this would be nice. If we're in G, maybe we can do the next song in A. That'd be a nice little uh, modulation there. Going, It would feel good going up to the next tune. And uh, Okay, and at the end of that, what is it saying there? So I'll ask myself, look at that lyric. What is the last thing you're going to be saying there? And um, I don't know, for real, maybe I'm thinking of uh, Blessed Be the Name, and I'm um, thinking about how that ends. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name. Every blessing, Lord. So I might, what's the first thing that comes out of mind? I think about one of the lines of that song, and I can picture, and in the beginning, you could write this down on your set list just for you, and you practice it, almost like putting uh, like training wheels on your bicycle when you're five years old. Um, so it's not a, it's not unspiritual to write that in there. So let's see. I'm going to practice. Um, Blessed be your glorious name. It's over the four chord. Blessed be your name. And then to segue between songs, and I'm going to remind during rehearsal the keyboard player. Hey, as I speak this line out, will you get us to the next key to the next song? So. So I say one more time, blessed be your glorious name, blessed be your name. 
And I can picture myself saying, Lord, every blessing that you've poured out on us this past week and this past year and in our lives, Lord, every blessing, Lord, this morning, we choose to turn it back around and give you praise. We choose to remember as an act of worship. Maybe you you don't have to say all that. I'm adding stuff. But even if you simply said, Lord, every blessing, amen, to that line that we just sang, every blessing you've poured out, God, this morning we turn it back around to give you praise. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the keyboard player got us in the key of B flat. And I'm instead of starting with the verse, maybe I just sing, Your name is a strong and mighty tower. Your name, since the previous song was Blessed Be Your Name. Or what a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name. So I think about... I want it to feel like a journey that's that's connected, not just mm. like, oh, that's a good song. Oh, here's another good song. Oh, here's one of my favorite songs. Think more like how are we going to begin? Prayerfully imagine that initial moment. Good morning, church. Good to see you. Let's let's begin to find our seats. And um, and uh, okay, as you do that, let's stand together. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna begin with this song blah, 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 it says this, here's the da, da, da. So let's, as we sing this, let's pray it from our hearts. Three, four, dun, 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 that first song. And then I think about, okay, when I finish the first song, what's that going to feel like? Maybe I won't say anything there. Maybe we'll just, during rehearsal, practice going, as soon as we end that, I'll just look over. In fact, how about if I don't look over? You guys know that I'm not going to say anything. Just start the next tune. So song one, song two, boom, boom, no talk. After the second song, I'm thinking after Blessed Be the Name, I might just kind of say this line from the pre-chorus just as just a sort of a, a highlight, almost highlighting that for, and that would just, uh, so, and then as I do, will you get us to B flat, and then I'll just start with the chorus of your name with no stems. And then after I finish the chorus, Nothing has the power to save. Start to stumble there, but your name. Maybe we're in the verse, but you know the the top of the tune. So let's practice that, guys. Ready? So you're in the beginning. You can kind of practice spontaneity, if you will. Um, again, you script- this is all sort of new. Yeah. No, it's perfect. It's amazing. Perfect examples. Do you script out ever word for word what you're going to say, or do you kind of just kind of do an outline? Or like, I'm going to talk about that line. Like, how, so how ahead I, I are you thinking like exactly what you're going to say? Yeah, I haven't for years, Matt, but I could, I could rewind the clock to my first five years at my local church back in the day. And I remember, maybe not word for word, but at least sort of the essence of, of what I was prayerfully, again, I keep going back to like a weatherman. On this Sunday, as we look at the five-day forecast, so what we're doing as worship leaders, we're forecasting and we're, we're putting, putting on our VR, uh, if you will, our, our sanctified imagination. We're imagining and picturing what's it going to feel like coming out of that and then going into that. And I don't want to talk too much, but I think right there would be like a nice sort of break, a little encouragement there. And then we'll go into your name and we come out of your name. Um, how are we going to end that when it ends? Maybe we just kind of go back to that first you know, that, this is how I'm thinking. So I'll write that on my set list um, in the in the beginning, if you will. And then during rehearsal, I have a chance to 
to sort of practice that. And yeah, it may feel a little bit inauthentic because you're practicing and it may feel like a performance, but that's not true. It's like if you're a guitarist or a keyboard player, you practiced your scales for years. You practiced for years. And then there came a time where you didn't have to think about it so much and you just began to like play a little solo or play those chord shapes. So it's the same thing with cultivating the skill of, of, of kind of pastoring and, and guiding this little journey, this 20-minute journey or 40-minute journey, right. however much time you have. It almost seems to that the delivery is very important. And what's interesting is that it seems like a lot of worship leaders, you know, are the creative type, maybe a little melancholy, maybe not. And I'm not saying all worshipers are like that, but it seems like most artists are not super bubbly and charismatic like a senior pastor might be. Yeah. Um, and so the delivery of these welcomes and these messages, almost you almost have to... Would you say that you can deliver it in the way that you are, or do you need to kind of maybe work at stepping into an area that may be a little bit more uncomfortable for you if, if you, let's just say you're a melancholy person. Yeah. Do you need to get very bubbly and happy? Because and, it seems to help, though. I don't think it's bubbly or happy. I think it might be uh, just be the, the most upbeat version of yourself. Yeah. Even if you've had a terrible week, um, the fact is if you were a waiter at a nice restaurant in New York City, you, know, you wouldn't show up to work and walk up to that first table and be like, hey, how you guys doing, man? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I had a really hard week. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. What do you guys, you want some appetizers or something? Or Anyway, right. you know, even if you're a melancholy, you have a job to do. And so this is our role. And if you feel like you can't do it with integrity, then you might a few days beforehand say, I, I need a pastor, I need to opt out and get a substitute for this Sunday because I've just had a, a hell of a week. And it's been, uh, I don't know if I can really be authentic this Sunday. Yeah. But there's going to be many Sundays where you have to override whatever your mood is. Yeah. And you have to just, as if you were showing up for your job at a killer restaurant in New York City, and you would show up at that first table, not as a phony, but you would bring the best version of yourself. You say, hi, how you doing? Welcome to such and such. You know, uh, you guys, would you like to start off with some drinks? Can I help you? You know, what would you, uh, have you seen our entree? You want to hear about our specials? There's an energy there. So yeah. whether you're a melancholy or a sanguine, you're, you bring that natural energy that's, that's authentically you. But, but try to be the best version of you. Let me quickly say, when you look at a lot of YouTube bands, some of these churches are four or 5,000 people on a Sunday. You may get the impression that you need to be that in your church of 200 <laughs> or 350 or 500. And I just want to release you from that. You don't have to be that. In fact, you look pretty silly trying to do what yeah. a lot of people do at a church of five or 10,000. Hey, what's up, people? You ready to worship God? Three, four, five, <laughs> You know, yep. Fog that's machine. a whole different vibe, and you can get away with it, man, yeah. in that context. Yeah. But if you try to do that 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning, your church of 130, um, they're going to look at you like, what the heck? What's going on? So, like I said, authentic, the most authentic version of yourself, but bring that energy with it, the positive energy, 
pray into that energy, like be prayed up, say, Lord, I'm here to serve. It's been such a challenging week, but Lord, I just lay that aside. I cast my cares upon you and Lord, you've given me a task and I, and I want to do it with my whole heart. So thank you for the privilege that I get to do this, Lord. And I just pray you just fill my heart and my mind with peace and confidence as, as I try to lead and be led by your Holy Spirit, as I try to co-labor and sense your spirit. And God, give me that, you know, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, that's prayed many prayers like that. That's so good. I love, too, the line that you shared with us of help others worship. That's such a good tagline. I feel like for anybody's worship leader ministry. So yeah. how, how long do you think, or how often should you speak during worship set and for how long? You know, I, w I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put a number on it. It depends on your denomination too, because yeah. some denominations it's like, please don't speak at all. Or if you do just pretty much read the scripture and then start the song. So all of what I'm saying has to be balanced with what does your leadership and denomination style denomination? <laughs> um, what is the style? How do you do church? And you kind of have to, you yeah. know, uh, lean into that and respect that. But I'm saying, so, you know, some charismatic non-denominational churches, it's kind of like wide open. Other places, it's a little bit more tight. And uh, I've led worship at some churches where, some big churches, I won't mention some names, but where they had four services. After the first service, they're like, all right, Paul, well, we need to shave a minute and a half off of the worship set. So I'm wondering if maybe uh, we, you don't really have to talk there. or maybe I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, I hear mm -hmm. you. Okay, good. And so about that second service, I tried to be more aware of, okay, I will shorten that up, but I still feel like it needs a little bit of a setup. Yeah. Um, so there's not a generic how many times, but I would say your, your initial greeting is important just so people in those first 30 seconds, they, there's, there possibly, there can be a trust built, a little trust in that. Okay. doesn't look, this person's not going to make me do like some really weird things. They seem like I yeah. can trust them. So, that so be your authentic self. Yeah. That's a fascinating thought. Honestly, I think that's so important. That might be one of the most important thing we, things we've talked about today is that beginning 30 seconds and how important it is, that it could actually set the mode or set the atmosphere for the, and whether people are, will follow you, how yeah. far, you know, how comfortable everybody is. That's something yeah. that I think is really overlooked and people maybe don't think about it until the countdown has 10 seconds on it left. And you're like, oh, what am I gonna say? Right. Um, right. So prayerfully forecast. Yeah. Imagine what you're going to say, even if you have to write it down, that's okay. In the beginning, good morning. You can surely say that. Good morning, church. Hey, good morning, everyone. Nice to see your faces. Let's stand together. And let me just read from Psalm 42. Yeah. You know, um, why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Bless the Lord. He's the lifter of our countenance. He's the lifter of our head. Amen. So let's let's just begin to sing our prayers to him now. What Here's was a that? Techni 20, that technical was question seconds. for you. Yeah. How do you prefer to do your, your welcomes? Do you do it while the track started and the click is going? Or do you want to do it just above a pad, and then once you're done speaking, they can press start on the track? 
Good question. I would say if I was just going to speak over a pad prior to the kick, um, we might rehearse that to make sure there's not this lag. <clears throat> if, yeah. if, uh, so if it's a fairly long intro already and my folks, the, my person doing the stems doesn't know how to edit, then I know, okay, that's 20 seconds, a 20 second intro. So how about when I step out, <clears throat> you start, you just start the click and everybody's going to hear, but while, the, while we're hearing the click and just that beginning intro, I'm going to use that 20 seconds to say, good morning. Good yeah. morning, everyone. Good to see your faces. Let's find our seats and stand together, begin to sing our prayers. And here's a familiar chorus to just get our hearts moving in his direction. Ah, da, 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 da. You know, boom, that's about 20 seconds. You could rehearse that intro a few times at your rehearsal and maybe try it again on that Sunday morning sound check. Say, so, hey, guys, can we just kind of run the very top of that one more time? I just want to make sure I'm confident. Uh, I think I'm going to say something like this. That's, again, you could script it, literally read it. Uh, but then quickly you'll get comfortable, at least with some basics. The very basics, again, don't overthink it. How would you respond to somebody when you walk into a room of friends, hey, hey, good to see you guys. Hey, hey, Tony, what's up? I mean, again, if you if you've been at the same church for a while, I think that is cool to like actually speak a name or two. Hmm. That to me like gets rid of this invisible wall between us and them because yeah. we don't realize it, but the congregation feels a little bit of a us and them because we're on a platform usually. So it's kind of like this. We're conditioned by this sort of uh, Western pop music. There's a stage and there's lights and sound and like we're, we're the audience. And what we want to try to do is like just get rid of that. Yeah. One way to do that, I think, is again, briefly, hey, good morning, church. Good to see everyone. Let's let's find our seats and and uh, let's stand together. And hey, Tony, good to see you back from college, bro. Good to see you, man. And uh, also, Judd and Diane, you're big anniversary right 30 years 30 years for these guys let's let's just give a shout out to judd and diane awesome all right well here we go we're gonna begin to sing our prayers yeah. to the lord three four boom you know hey mark i see you back there uh sitting down why don't you stand on up and uh are you gonna sing a little louder this weekend <laughs> no you don't want to do man. that not don't, that way don't go there that's so tempting isn't it Everybody, lift your hands. Everybody, everybody. Hey, yeah. yeah, you, Tony. That's right. I'm talking to you, bro. Get those <laughs> hands up. Totally. You know, I don't do. I'm not into manipulation. Out of our insecurity, be aware of things we encourage, or we don't encourage. Be aware of things that we say out of insecurity. Yeah. We're not of a battery here. Um, this is so, so good, Paul. Anyway, but I, I've got one more question for you. Did we lose you, Paul? Yeah. Part of what we froze. Okay. Did we freeze? Yeah. Do you see me? Are we are we live? Sorry, we're. Oh, I got you. Yeah, we're I good. see you. I got one more question okay. for you, Paul. Yeah, man. Did that... all right. Yeah. yeah. No, that was that was awesome. That's so helpful. Okay. Very practical. Again, you don't don't overdo that. Don't feel like every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> that could get weird. Gotta... I also think. I maybe wouldn't do it if I was a guest worship leader. Does 
we're family and that you think it's looks like I'm frozen, but if I think your connection's a little weak, but maybe we have you back. All right. Oh, two seconds. If anybody watching this live has any questions, you can always comment. Yeah? Okay, yeah. I'll try to be brief if we have questions. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I have one question for you. So pastors often take classes in seminary on public speaking, but worship leaders don't always have that training. What tips do you have for worship leaders who are comfortable singing but are scared of public speaking? Because I know there are some worship leaders out there Mm -hmm. that when you start asking them to maybe say something in a worship set, they start getting those butterflies, you know, pounding in their chest, just afraid of public speaking. It's kind of easier to sing a song that someone else wrote. It's not even your song. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But when you start having to actually like say things and speak things that you are having to invent in your head, it can yeah. be scary. What tips would you have for someone who's not used to that? It's a great question. And I think maybe some of us take for granted, you know, the years that we have, you know, under our belt, so to speak, where we've sort of gained a degree of confidence. But you're right. At the beginning, I would say immerse yourself in the Psalms. Do a word study on every time the word praise is used, every time the word worship is used. Go ahead and either write those out, type verses. Get those verses off the page into your heart and speak them out loud throughout the week. Take, take 15, 20 minutes of just speaking these verses out loud and kind of memorize some of them. Get, get the language of the Psalms in your heart. Um, so, you know, Psalm 95 is a, is, a, is a winner, man. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout, you know, further down it says, uh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker, for he is our God. We are the people of his pasture. Um, Psalm 27, one thing I ask, one thing I seek, to behold the beauty of the Lord. Um, uh, Psalm, I said Psalm 42. I mean, there's just so many Psalms that, uh, you know, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. How majestic is your name in all the earth. Get used to speaking. Just get, getting used to that. So maybe while you practice your guitar with a metronome, here's a way to like be super efficient. Have all those scriptures like on a piece of pa- paper in front of you or on your computer. Um, and just as you're just playing and plucking to a metronome, read the scriptures out loud so that you can hear your voice come back into your ears. And that you'll be less freaked out when you actually step up to a mic and say, good morning, church. Let's read this psalm together. Yeah. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Amen. Yeah. So that you look at your guy and let's, that, that's all you need to say. Even just that. Practice just quoting a scripture. Whether you say, let's read this together. Again, that gets you off the hook a little bit if... If they put the scripture up and you say, good morning, church, we get started to worship the Lord. Let's read the scripture together from Psalm 63. As morning dawns and evening fades, you bring forth songs of praise. Amen. That's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to bring forth songs of praise to him. And so there's the, there's the song, first song. That's all you have to say. But at least yeah. you broke the ice, 
So that would yeah. be a good place to start. The next thing I would do is take certain familiar choruses from songs and just memorize them. And occasionally you could say, good morning, churches. Let's stand together. Um, just a, re a reminder, I was thinking of the song this past week, Blessed Be Your Name, and that line that says, every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to give you praise. And let, that's what we're going to do this morning. Let's consider all the blessings in our life, and let's just turn that back and honor the Lord this morning with our praise. Again, you can practice that. Yeah. And in, in the beginning, it's slightly awkward, but it's okay. Have a few friends or ask your pastor. Say, look, I'm not going to talk long, but I feel like sometimes I don't want to just be a jukebox. I don't want to just stand up there and just like play song number one, song number two. I feel like there has to be some, some connection, short little connections, you know. So it feels conversational almost. And it's like conversationally pastoring people through song, scripture, and prayer. Mm. And occasionally, here's one, another thing you could do is occasionally ask your pastor. Uh, pastor, I wonder, you know, maybe at least once a month, right before we begin worship, if if you wouldn't mind coming up and maybe um, greeting the congregation and maybe reading a short scripture on worship and then turn it over to us. So it, sometimes it's me, but maybe it'd be nice to have sometimes it's you or maybe or the there's someone else. It's an opportunity for someone else in your church that's like spiritually mature. They're comfortable with getting in front of people. Maybe, you know, it's woman's in the prayer ministry. She's just, everybody loves her and say, hey, would it be okay if she came up occasionally to begin the service instead of me always having to be the good morning church. You know, what if occasionally uh, we just have, you know, Darlene come up and Darlene, Hey, good morning church. Let's stand together, you know, ensemble because she has no problem like speaking like that, but she's not a worship leader. She's not a singer, but yet she has the gift maybe of sort of exhortation and that she's got a gift there. So pay attention to people in your church that might have that so that it doesn't always fall on you. It's something you get better at with practice, doing it more and yeah. more and more. You feel more comfortable speaking. Yeah. I, for me, I actually try to do that in rehearsals and in the run through. I'll actually say what I'm going to say, even though it can feel kind of weird because there's no one out there except for maybe the tech team and a few uh, people who are putting yeah. things on chairs or whatever. But I do feel like it helps me to say it ahead of time to practice so that when it's the real deal, I just feel more comfortable. Yeah. And scripture memorization seems to be key as well. Big Because it'll just flow out of your heart. Very natural. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Uh, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And out of that, the byproduct will be psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and the things you say in between songs. Yeah. We have a question from a watcher, a viewer. The question is, tell us how you would cover an absolute musical or technical train wreck. We've all been there in the middle of the set, total train wreck Absolute. happens. How do you even cover, sure. recover from that? Um, best thing is don't try to cover, it's, it's amazing because in that moment you're making a, a split second decision. You're deciding, do we just leave that? Do we just <laughs> sort of like, oops, somebody hit a wrong chord? Yeah. Then just move on. If somebody just hit a wrong chord or there was like, oops, just keep going, move on. 
if it's like uh, I remember back before we had stems, uh, we just would start a song, we'd be excited, and we'd start the song kind of too fast. And by the time we get to the chorus, it was almost comical. And I literally would say, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. And I would say to the congregation, I'm sorry. Sorry, church. We really need another shot at that. We, uh, we rehearsed it, but we need another shot. So thank you for the grace. And you know what? Just saying, sorry, sorry, church. We need to start that over. Thanks for your grace. Man, they are with you. They're for you. Everybody can relate to something going wrong. And frankly, a lot of times people remember those moments because it's a human moment. They're, you know, it's not super slick. Our goal yeah. is not to be slick like some Vegas Broadway show, you know, like yeah. perfect every Sunday. I think some of that brings some humanity in there and it keeps it real and it keeps it family. Remember Sunday morning, think more family and less concert, Broadway show, slick. Yeah. Think more family. Oh, oh, Paul, we lost you. Worship time. And anyway, we need another shot at it. So forgive us. Thank you for your grace. Here we go. Three, four, done, done. Yeah. I've done it many times. Think family. It humanizes it. Just makes it more personal. I think one of the hardest train wrecks to recover yeah. from is when you start a song in the wrong time signature. <laughs> Have you ever had that happen where yeah. it's like a song that's 4-4, four, four, you actually end up oh, doing yeah. it in 6-8? Oh my gosh! Well, amazing grace for sure. I've done, I've ruined that many times. Um, because oh, is it three four? Is it four four? Kind of. Yeah. I tried it both ways. One time we did it, and it just kind of worked actually. In that different time <laughs> signature, we just made it work. Um, yeah. Um, like great as the Lord would be one of those possibly where because it's three four, but if you sort of start off with a bit thinking four four. Yeah. Yeah. It and that's where you quick. would have to say, stop, stop. All right, band, stop. Hey, yeah, let's just sorry, church. We need another shot at that. Yeah. People love that, actually. So what used yeah. to freak me out, I've come to find that it, it actually some good could come out of it. That's such a good reminder because we do so, put so much weird pressure on ourselves to be some sort of like Broadway show, like you said. And yeah. it's just not necessary. We kind of forget that we're in, you know, we're with family. And exactly. we don't need to perform. I don't think they even really want us to perform for them. So, No, I, I think uh, we want to be professional. That is, be in tune, be on time, yeah. you know, rehearsed up as much as you can. Be the best version of yourself. Right. Don't compare yourself to that church on YouTube or that other church on YouTube. Just be the best version of yourself. And if you've done that, then you can stand there with integrity and lead your family, the people that you care about, um, that you're walking through life with, the people that yeah. are having babies or the people that are burying a love, you know, having a funeral, people that are getting married, you're watching kids go off to college or whatever, you know, you're, you're doing life together. That's the, yeah. that's the main thing. You want to continue to emphasize that and, and remind ourselves that music is our primary vehicle to create these environments of, of bringing us together, you know, of, yeah. of worshiping the Lord. But it's not about, that's why I was saying our goal, think more, help others worship, as opposed to like, man, we got to be like the 
the most killer, awesome worship team, you know, in all of whatever your state is, you know. Yeah, right. It's not about you. Just be as rehearsed as you can. Be as authentic as you can. Step up there. And these are people that you don't have to fear. These are people that are, most of them are for you. If you mess up, they're going to extend grace. It'll be okay. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've found. Well, Paul, I just want to thank you for taking the time to hang out and talk about these things. I feel like you're the worship pastor's pastor. And... I love talking about these types of things with you just because I'm, I'm learning a lot as a worship leader. And when I watch you lead worship, I'm always like, man, I really want to grow in that because you just have this natural ability of gathering people and coaching and pastoring people in worship, not just playing a song. A lot of people can just play a song. But it takes it to a different level when you can really just lovingly create an atmosphere where people just feel led. And, and pastored in the worship. And you are able to do that in a very unique way. So I appreciate you even just sharing just some tidbits on how to do that. I want to get better at that. Yeah. So. Hey, one last little tip is right, right before you step on the platform, pray for the people you're about to lead. That, mm. that gets your eyes off of yourself and all the things that you're anxious about. And, oh, am I going to be in pitch? <clears throat> do I have a sore throat? <clears throat> oh, geez, I got some post-nasal drip. Uh, uh, am I going to remember that lyric on the third song? Uh, yeah. Just at that point, exhale and say, Lord, we're here to serve. We've got our towels and our bucket of water. We're going to go out. We're going to get on our knees. We're going to wash feet. And, and God, just give us a heart for the people we're about to lead. Let us be mindful of, of the brokenness and the difficulties that many are walking through. And give us a sensitivity to your spirit. Hmm. And we just pray for them. We pray you release your spirit on this congregation right now, Lord. Just release your spirit. And God, give us a heart to serve them and love them where they're at. You know, in Jesus' name, amen. Man, that changes everything. You step on that platform, all of a sudden, you're looking at couples or families or people that... God only knows what they're walking through. And there's a supernatural empathy that you'll sense at times where all of a sudden you've forgotten about whether you're going to nail that chord on the third song or you're going to, you just really have a sincere, hmm. you're looking. So pray for that. Say, God, give me a sincere empathy. I was going to say love, but empathy, you know, feels like a fresh way of saying it. Give me a sincere yeah. empathy for the people we're about to lead. Help us to be mindful that, Many are walking through difficult situations, and uh, and uh, give us that heart and sensitivity for them. Amen. You know that that you see what I'm saying. Yeah, that's an excellent tip. Yeah. Well, thanks, Paul. It was good to see you again. Yeah. Blessings too, to you. you too, if you guys Matt. aren't already, follow Paul on Instagram. Or is there anywhere else you'd want to lead people to find your music? Or I mean, he's all over Spotify, Apple Music. Make sure you check out his music there. Yeah. Um, leadworship.com yeah. our website and there's Training. a lot of just free charts some free charts and stuff on there um uh my youtube channel if you don't mind that little plug because my youtube channel um has a whole broken down in the modules a whole series of leading worship pastoring others in worship and it's like a 10 module and cool. it's all free so go to my youtube channel and there's one on songwriting there's one on leading worship and there's one for worship uh, teams 
And maybe you can go through that over the next few weeks, just, you know, 15 minute chunks at a time where I have a chance to go a little bit deeper into sort of how I think about preparing a set list, how I think about some of the things that Matt and I have discussed today. So, Wow. That's awesome. All right, everybody go check that out. Paul, hope to talk to you hey, soon. Matt. Hope to hang out with you soon Can't in person one of these soon, days, brother. maybe in New York City. Right, It'd be awesome. Okay. Thanks. Love you, brother. Bye. Love you. All right. That was an incredible conversation with Paul. Really a lot of great practical tips there for worship leaders. I know that probably a lot of you watching this, you know, you're leading worship and you do have to figure out what do I say during the in between these songs and how do I plan for that and or how do I get over nervousness of speaking? And so there's a lot of good stuff in there, a lot of great tips that I'm going to take and use next weekend when I'm leading worship. So if you're watching this video, go ahead and comment down below in the comment box, maybe some tips that you have for when you lead worship and um, maybe some ideas that you could share with other worship leaders about what to say in between songs, how to get over nervousness of speaking. So share us, share with us your thoughts. And also, if you're not already, make sure you subscribe and hit the like button. And we'll see you soon at the next Loop Live. See you guys. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Couldn't do what we do without you. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Stay tuned. We got a bunch more stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. See ya.